Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to... Ah, crap. What the heck do we call this thing again? <laughs> why am I unscripted? Oh, so I say why am I uncensored? <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's unscripted, right? Or is it uncensored? It's unscripted. It's unscripted? Okay. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to Waham Unscripted, a podcast series dedicated to talking about issues for the youth, from the youth. So today we have a myriad of interesting guests, um, me included. My name is Abdurrahman, and then we have Sonia. Assalamualaikum. Hafsa. Assalamualaikum. And Wahaj. Assalamualaikum. Alright, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about your relationship with family. Uh, this is something that Possibly every person struggles with, every young person who's ever rebelled uh, knows this struggle, me included. It should be a very interesting one and hopefully a very beneficial one for everyone here. So I'm going to start off by asking a question. Uh, Does anyone have any embarrassing moments that they want to share between them and their parents? Uh, I go, uh, I think I got one. Got one? All right, go for it, man. Alright, so like when I was small, right? So like I was in elementary school, uh I would take like the school bus in the morning to get to school, right? Uh school is pretty far away, it was like a fifteen minute drive. For us that was far away. So if I missed the bus, it would be like the worst thing in the morning. Mom would get so pissed because my dad would go to work. Either she would have to drive or she would have to get a car for us and she would like and if we missed her bus, like we would get like a really bad beating. So like uh one day I was running to the bus, it passed by, uh, I missed it. I'm standing there, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to get beat up again. I just missed the bus yesterday. Uh, suddenly, like, this one Gory auntie, she's driving past, and she's like, she's like, she's like hey, uh, you're my son's friend, right? And she, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, hop on in. He's like, I'll, I'll take you there. I don't know the Gory auntie that well, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm not trying to get beat up, so I just hopped in. She just hopped in a random person's car. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, man. My mom, my mom beats beats me up hard, man. So we, I hopped in a random auntie's car. Uh, what I didn't know that is that like my mom was watching from the window and she watching from the oh. So she saw that and she she's tweaking, she's tweaking hardcore. So she she calls the cops. Um, and she's like, oh my like, god. And she's like, yeah, he goes to Madison. He goes to this elementary school. And um, I'm sitting in the car. I get to school and I see like a bunch of like I see the five o everywhere. They're, like there's like like blue and red lights everywhere. I get off. I walk into school. I, like and then I I was obviously late. And then my teacher looks at me. She's like, "Oh, you're here." And she's like, "I'm like, yeah, I'm here." <laughs> like she's like, "Everybody's been looking for you. The police are here looking for you." I'm like, "The police are looking for me." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then like I find out later, I go to principal's office and they they explain everything to me. And then like my mom comes in and she's mad as hell. Obviously, she didn't beat me up in front of everybody over there. <laughs> but <laughs> I, when I got home, I got beat up anyways. It was it was really embarrassing. Like I had like the whole school like they're announcing my name and stuff like that. It was insane, man. It was Dang. crazy embarrassing. That's great. That is great. Something similar to happen to my little brother. But anyways, anyone else have anything? Any embarrassing moments that they want to share? I do, and actually. Because he said that one, it reminds me of something that happens to me. But this was, I was in college. So um, my first year of college, I actually went to university like 45 minutes away. So like I would really have class four days a week. So I would, my mom would drop me off and then she'd come pick me up and I would stay at the house over the weekend. So one day I got out of class at 1230. So she'd be at my dorm around 1230. So I'm in class. The second I walk out of class, my phone has all these messages, all these calls, and then my RA calls. And I'm like, hello. She goes, Hafsa? And I'm like, yes. She goes, 
where are you? Walking out of class, she goes, your mom is about to call the police because she thinks you're missing. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm in class. And she goes, no, your mom's in the dormitory, like the dorm, and she's at the front desk, and she's freaking out. And she's like, you better get here fast. So I'm like running across campus to get to my dorm, and I walk in, my mom was like, where have you been? I'm like, in class. And she's, she had been sitting out there for like over an hour and she thought that I had gotten kidnapped because my, um, she, she was like, my daughter, as she's like, I'm calling my daughter. She's not answering the phone. The building that I was in has absolutely no reception. So she calls the RA. The RA goes up to the room. There's no one in the room. So then she goes outside. She's like, y'all have five minutes to find my daughter. I'm calling the police. So she's like going off at all the people in the in the dormitory. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And then I get on like, you have picked me up every week at 1230. Why did you come at 1130? And she goes, oh, it's 1130. It's 1230, not 1130. And then. Ever since then, my RA was like, oh, is your mom going to come? And it was just, it was crazy. <laughs> so, that was so amazing. Nice. Thanks, awesome. All right, moving on. <laughs> While we're on the topic of parents, um, developing a health- healthy relationship with parents is probably the most difficult thing to do, especially if you're an immigrant. You have immigrant parents and they weren't born here. First question is, like, how do we develop a relationship with our parents? And have them trust each other, trust us, because she obviously wasn't trusting Hafsa to come back <laughs> after the dorms, uh, you know, or trusting Wahaj to get into a random person's car to go to school. You know, where does that trust come from? I guess I'll start with a story for myself. This happened to my, I mean, this it kind of happened to my little brother, and it kind of goes into what Wahaj did. But one day, uh, my little brother, for some reason, did not want to go to school. And so what he, and you know, he didn't want to walk to school. We like, we used to live like really right across from school. So he just sat on the front porch of the house. He obviously didn't show up to school. So my parents got a call saying, Hey, your son's not here. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? He left in the morning. So immediately she calls the cops and they're like looking everywhere, like down the block and email. Like, and so my dad gets a call from work. He comes home. We get a call from like our school. We come back uh, and, you know, we're like on our way back, uh, me and my brother. And we just see someone like sitting on the front porch. And I'm like, what the heck? So we look in. It's just my little brother sitting there. And we're like, oh, man, he's so dead. And so, you know, we find him. And then she's like, she's like, don't you ever do that again, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But it brings up an interesting question. We're so afraid of our parents that we'd rather do something else rather than confront them about it, right? And like if Wahaj was, Wahaj was too scared to talk to his mom about, hey, I missed the bus, I'm sorry. If he'd rather get into a stranger's car, like that's pretty, <laughs> that's next level, man. So developing, I mean, developing that relationship where you can have an open conversation with your parents is is very important. My relationship with my parents was very, very like shaky. We came here when I was nine years old and we were basically not allowed to do anything ever. It was like go home from school and then study and then, you know, repeat. We lived next to the masjid, but we were not allowed to leave the house premises at all. And over time, we developed, me and my brothers, we developed a relationship with our parents that helped us get comfortable letting them go out with friends. And it just kind of grew over time. We got involved in Masjid a lot since we lived close to it. And we got involved in a youth group there, uh, which eventually turned into the YM that we have today. Does anyone else have advice on 
you know, developing a relationship with your parents? I think just talking to your parents is, it's a great start and it's all it really takes when your parents pick you up from school and they're like, oh, how was school? What'd you do today? And you're like, nothing. I mean, obviously stuff went down at school, right? You didn't go there seven, eight hours and not do anything. But, you know, just being comfortable enough to tell your parents just the little things that happen throughout your day, that really helps build a strong relationship with your parents because eventually you'll be comfortable enough to tell them everything happening in your life. Yeah, talking is huge. And our parents, I don't know about your guys, but sometimes our parents aren't the greatest at talking back. But, you know, sometimes you as this uh, child have to open that door because our parents come from a mentality where you aren't allowed to talk to your parents. Whatever they do, you do. No questions asked. And it's just there's no relationship there with your with your parents aside from taking orders. But that's not that's not healthy. It's definitely not, especially when we grow up here, we realize that that's really a bad way to grow up a family. So we have to initiate and talk talk with our parents. Like Even though Wahaj would have probably got a beating after he's like, oh, I missed the bus. Because like after the beating, his mom would have been like, all right, let me drop you off or something, right? Um, and it just opens you know, up that door. Yeah, go ahead. And I was going to say, we really have to credit our parents, especially immigrant parents. They gave up their comfort and their lives and everything to come to this country so that we could have better lives. So for us to just completely not even take any of that into account and just, you know, say my parents don't understand me without trying to initiate any kind of communication, that's completely unfair for our parents. Exactly. And it's, it's really weird because one... I started working on my relationship with my mom, especially, you know, for a long time, I'm like, you know, she's not going to understand what I'm going through. And there's no point in talking to her and come to find out she, when I got older and she goes, I know I don't understand everything that you're going through, but I'd rather you just tell me and I can maybe try to understand. So it's like, it was like working together with the whole with the whole thing it wasn't she knows she's aware that she can't understand everything but she rather it me tell her what's going on than for her to hear from some other person or for her well she's they don't want to talk to me it's not important you know what I mean and yeah they might not ever understand truly what you're going through but they just want to know what's going on with you like you are their child they just want to know that you're okay and that 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 you trust them and respect them enough to go and talk to them I just want to mention one thing as well uh, like, I think one thing that with parents, you got to understand is like where they're coming from as well. They always do everything for, uh, for a reason. Like, for example, with, with me and my dad, we always, sometimes we always had a stingy relationship. And the reason is because he was always overprotective, protective of me. And like, when I say overprotective, like he was like, he was more over, overprotective to my mom. I never really understood that until later on when I grew up, he actually like sat down and told me one day, uh, when he was young, he didn't have a dad uh, because his uh, father passed away when uh, he was at a young age in like a car accident. So that's why whenever like I, w- I would ever do anything, I'd run around as a kid, even as a baby, I'd crawl far away from him. He would grab me immediately. He was always overprotective. When the parents, they say no to something or do anything else, we'll have to develop an understanding. And later, you might not know it then, but you find out why. Uh, why they're doing it is really just because they care about you and I think that's like a really big thing as uh, as child as like kids like we never understand what our parents do it uh what our parents what why our parents are so strict on us why they do this and a lot of people say you don't understand it until you actually have kids yourself but you can you it is it is possible to understand it from before just by talking to them just like everybody else mentioned before and then you create the understanding and that's where a better relationship uh starts from Right. Yeah. Like when I was 
I want to say middle school. Uh, we had like we we had friends. Uh, you know, we lived next to the masjid, and we had there was another Muslim family that lived literally like five apartments down, and they were also Muslims in their age. So one day they invited us over and play Pokemon at their house, and you know we all had Game Boys. That was that was the thing back in the day. I think it was elementary school. Yeah, we asked our mom, my mom, and she's like, "Okay, cool, you can go." And this is the first time we're we're going to like somebody else's house. Uh, you can go, but you have to be back by Maghrib time. And we're like, oh, "Okay, cool." So we all go there. They're hanging out. We're fun. And then obviously we lose track of time because we're kids. And we come back. It's way past Maghrib time. It's like almost Isha. It's like yeah. We come home. We open the door, and my mom's just like sitting on the couch. And you know, like that in the movies where there's like one light to your parent and we just we see that and we're like ah oh, crap <laughs> she like she goes off on us she's like what are you guys doing why are you there that long don't you have any respect for their family like they probably have to do stuff and we're just like what are you talking about we're just having fun and now if i'm leaving the house i tell them, hey mom i'm going out she's like okay uh, and then she, maybe she'll ask me what time i'll back and if she's not she's like all right there's food if you ever get back if you didn't eat already and then she, you know, if I if I come back, I'll tell her like, oh yeah, I'll come back late. She's like, okay, I'll be sleeping. Like she doesn't care anymore because she she trusts me that I can go I go out and I'll be responsible. And a lot of it came from when I moved out and went to college. That had a lot to do with you know, me building a relationship with my parents. Because when you get out of the house and you live on your own, you actually really respect everything that your parents did for you, especially your mom's cooking. Oh, man. And then, yeah, whenever I'd come home, like, it, it'd be completely different. My parents saw that I was growing up and that I'm able to take care of myself, and my brothers included. So it really helped develop uh, our relationship in a better way. And I think the important thing to remember... Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think the important thing to remember about all that is that you're not just going to wake up one day when you're 18, 19, 20, you know, still living with your parents. Your parents are totally going to trust you, you know, when you go out, right? It takes a lot of work. So you have to start from when you're young and build, you know, that communication and that trust with your parents so that, you know, when you're older, they have that trust in you that they're not going to be like constantly asking you every five minutes where you are when you're coming back and all that stuff. Yeah, going off of both of what you guys said, it, for me, I know the trust building started when I changed my friends. Um, when my mom was comfortable with who I was going out with, it changed her whole perspective on things. Before I was hanging out with a lot of non-Muslims and then I started becoming more involved in the masjid and then she met the girls and she was like, okay, these are the girls I want her to be around. So when I started changing for the better or like, you know, started taking Islam more seriously than her whole perspective, because she's like, you know what, she's, now she's getting it. Now she's not going to go off and go wild as Americans, you know how they say Americans act. Um, so that was like really important for my mom was who I was hanging out with. As long as she's like, okay, I trust those people that she's around. I don't think they're going to take her to places that she shouldn't be around and that type of things. And now it's, I go out and she's like, okay, just let me know when you get back. It doesn't matter what time I get back. It's just go. I don't care anymore. You know? I think like one, one thing the generation like doesn't understand at all is to call your parents, man. Like when you out, if you just call them, they know where you're at. They know you're alive. That's good enough. If, and I, I do it with my friends a lot. Sometimes their parents will call them and they won't pick up. I'm like, like that's the thing that pisses them off the most. That's why they probably won't trust you is because if you're not going to pick up a phone call, 
not going to give them a call. Uh, you're not letting them know where you're at. That just like, it just destroys the trust right uh, from there on. Definitely. Dude, speaking of calling parents. So, you know, for the the neighbor net that we have here, when I was in charge of it, um, one of the things that really bugged me was when uh, guys would get a call from their mom and they'd be rude you know, to their mom. Like, why are you calling me? Don't you know I'm at NeighborNet? I'll be fine. I'll go home at this time. Like, I'll be back. Don't call me. Stuff like that. And that would just, it would bug me so hard. And I would have like straight up yelling conversations with them. And, you know, it goes back to what, what Sonia was saying earlier about because most likely uh, your parents were not born here. And if they were, they came here very young. Well, you know, they, if you're, if they're immigrants, they gave up a lot, like literally everything they had to come here and make sure that you have a better life, right? And especially if your mom, like, does so much for you. Uh, like, you can be, get in a fight with your mom the day before and think you're the boss and you're not going to talk to your mom because she was wrong, blah, 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 all this stuff. And, you know, you're super rude. And the next morning, she's like, oh, by the way, here's breakfast for, you know, school. Uh, you, do you have your backpack? Here, let me drop you off. And, you know, you're you're trying to be, like, the tough guy and not talk to your mom. But your mom is still looking out for you, even though, you know, you guys got in a huge fight yesterday or whatever. Moms are just amazing people overall. And to be that rude to your mom, I just, I don't know, it just really bugs me. Yeah, and even I was listening to a lecture by uh, Chef Yashid Burjaz, and he was saying when you talk about, when the Ayah the Quran talks about um, treating your parents in the best of ways, he goes, people always translate it to say, to res- like, to respect your parents. He goes, but actually you look further into it, it says to treat your parents in a beautiful way. You don't have to agree with what they're telling you, but you have to treat them in a beautiful way as in, yes, you're going to butt heads, like exactly what you're saying. Yes, you're going to butt heads, but sometimes, you know, you need to st- take a step back and just like, you know what? A mom, especially, it's a mom, a mom, a mom, and then the father, you know, like your mom holds so much in Islam and the respect that you have for like, is it should be so far and in between. Because she does so much to you, and you will never understand how much she does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have any challenges that they had with their relationship with their family, or with their parents that they want to bring up? Something that uh, really they struggle with and finally able to accomplish, or they're still doing. I know for for me, one of the one of the things was just like talking to my parents. That was super difficult, and I basically built that over time and how, how I did it, how me and my brothers did it was we talked, we would just talk about stuff that we learned, you know, Islamically, we just be like, oh, because we started going to Maghrib classes and different classes that were offered, um, you know, Islamic classes that were offered in our community. And when we would learn it, we would go home and we'd tell our parents. And that would kind of open the door for other conversations. And slowly and gradually, we we built that relationship where now like one day, I don't know if I want to say this. You know how there's like the half hijab when girls like wear it halfway, right? My mom does My mom does that a lot. And I, I should have told my mom, I was like, mom, just wear it or take it off. Like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> she looked at me. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, whoops. Damn. Were you still at your mom, bro? Yeah, right? I like I just it, it came out and I was like, Well, this is not gonna end well. But then she looked at me and she's like, No, you're right. She's like, I don't know, I just do this because it's something and I was I shouldn't have said that, I'm sorry. But if this was like five, six years ago, man, I would have got like the beating of my life. But I think that's a little challenge for me too, is because my um 
my mom realizes, well, both my mom and dad realize that um, their Islam is very cultural. So um, my mom said that she really didn't understand Islam until she moved to the United States because what she thought was Islam actually ended up not being Islam. And what she thought was culture what was, was, she goes, when she moved to the United States, it made her really realize what was wrong and what was right and what was really part of Islam and what was just all the added stuff. So even like now, sometimes I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that or, and at first it, it was really nerve wracking, but now she's like, you know, you, now we can have real conversations about that type of thing. Because I think now she's like realizing, um, like she told us uh, a few weeks ago, she goes, you know what? I'm really thankful that we were able to raise you guys in the United States because she goes, your, your understanding of Islam is much better than what I grew up with. And she goes, like, I learned so much from you guys. So I think sometimes, you know, taking that step and saying, you know what, I'm going to correct her is like a huge thing because she is like your uh, authority figure and that type of thing. So now I'm like, I'm still nervous to say stuff, but if you just do it in a nice way. The currently, like what my mom does now is to like, she'll be, she'll come up to me and she's like, hey, what do you think of this and this uh, girl? Why? Uh. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, you're about to graduate. And I was like, please stop. Just stop talking. Can we stop talking now? It's hilarious. But my mom would do that to bug me. Um, but yeah, it's just building that relationship you, you over time. Should, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You should, you should just tell it what I'm going to say. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about like from a cultural thing, uh, one thing with both of my parents, my mom, she was like, like she used to like support, like she was like uh, strictly like Jamaat Islami. And then, like my dad was hardcore TJ, like straight up hardcore. So like, like I grew up with like two different understandings. I hear one thing from my mom. I hear one thing from my mom, then hear one thing from my dad, right? <laughs> and then like the yo, I always face. But then I guess I just came into uh, like having an understanding. Once like when I was in elementary middle school, like I wasn't that much into learning about Islam. Uh, in high school, like I got involved a little bit more, and like I definitely like developed like a better understanding and everything. Uh, I talked to scholars about it a lot. It, it definitely coming closer and like learning knowledge about Islam just like brought me closer to my parents as well. So I think overall, um, developing a relationship with your parents is something that definitely happens over time. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, one day magically. No matter how much dua you make, you still have to put in that effort, and that's what something that Islam is very keen about is you know action without action with uh with knowledge so we're gonna move on let's move on from parents because we've been talking about them for a while and let's talk about siblings siblings you have a very different relationship with your parents than you have with your siblings hopefully and it's a good relationship hopefully so who i so i have two brothers how, how many other siblings does everyone else have i have one younger brother okay so i have four i have Three sisters, one brother. I'm so sorry for your brother. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, Hajj, what about um, you? I have one other sister. Okay. How does one develop a relationship with siblings? I mean, that that's the question I feel like answers itself because you just, over time, you get to know. You're, you know your siblings more than anyone else. And I know me and my older brother, we were like, we almost, we did out, almost everything together because we were so close in age he's only one year older than me and everything that we did was like a dynamic duo type of thing and we got in so many fights and just growing up with a family of just brothers 
he used to get in a lot of fights, but now the fights have stopped because uh, I've grown bigger than him, and he doesn't take as many fights with me anymore, which is hilarious. But how do you, for your people that had younger brothers, have you ever been overprotective of your younger brother, your younger sibling? Yes. <laughs> how so? Like if I if I know that he's about to say something dumb or like do something dumb, I'm like, no, 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 please do not do that. Or I remember once he was he was really little. I think he was maybe six or seven, and he was play fighting with his friends. And so I like, so you know, girls don't do that kind of stuff, right? And so I saw him and his friends just, it looked like they were feeding each other up. And I was like, oh my God, my poor little brother. I like ran there and I was, oh my God, are you okay? He's like, he's too embarrassing. We're just playing. Can you leave? And I was like, I was so upset because I thought that like my poor little brother was getting attacked and he was like, you're embarrassing me. Can you leave? And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, like with younger siblings, like, or other siblings, you're like, oh, I can make fun of them and I can say stuff to them, but other mm -hmm. people can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. like with my little sister, like she's a year younger than me, but she's like really tiny. So people, she's in college, but people swear she's in middle school or in high school. Like she's so small. So especially in high school, people would pick on her and it got to the point where like some of the stuff would get back to me. So at one point, like this one girl really like got under her skin and the girl came and she was like, hey, I've been looking for your sister. Like, I want to apologize or whatever. And I'm like, well, you can find her and apologize to her. But she's like, can you just let her know that I'm going to come apologize to her so she will actually speak to me. So when I talked to my sister, my sister was so mad. And she's like, why are you getting involved? And I'm like, first off, I just want to make sure that you're OK. But I'm like, second off, you're going to have to defend yourself. Like, you can't just let people continue to talk to you that way. I might make fun of you, but I'm your sister. But when other people doing it, it's you have to put your foot down. You can put down your foot with me, but I'm still your older sister at the end of the day. It's hard trying to balance, but um, I just never under, I just couldn't deal with people making fun of or messing with my younger siblings. You get this super protective, like some people say, you get this super protective thing and then you kind of get hurt when like they don't want to take your help. And you're like, I'm just trying to help you. Like stop trying to be cool about your friends or stop trying to act tougher than you really are. Almost sounds like a parent. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hodge, was your older sister ever overprotective of you? Uh -huh. Yeah, she was. She was pretty strict. Like, I don't know. She used to, like, act like my mom sometimes. She used to act kind of strict and stuff, too. Like, I used to, like, yell at her and be like, you're not my mom and stuff like that. But uh, not like she did move out. Like, and she has kids now. I guess, like, I trained her pretty well and everything like that. But uh, I'm supposed yourself. to be a joke. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, yeah, she was, she was overprotective though, and she would be strict and stuff like that, but then, like, then again, like, she would be kind of, like, more of, like, somebody I would talk to before, like, I would talk to my parents and stuff like that. Yeah, basically. She was, she was like, more of, like, a role model for me back then. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my older brother, since we were so close in age, we would fight for the older brother position. And <laughs> sometimes, like, on certain topics, you know, sometimes he'd be like, you're an idiot. You know, we do this way. You're the little brother. And sometimes I'd be like, dude, you're an idiot. You don't know how to do anything. This is how you do it. And then <laughs> we just sat. And then my little brother, who's, he's three years younger than me. So with him, it was, it was kind of hard for, for me specifically building a relationship because uh, there wasn't much I could connect with him. I mean, the only thing we had in common was video games. And he played a lot more than me. And so I didn't like that he could beat me in almost everything. 
So I never really wanted to play with him. We would just be, like, me and my brother, I know together we would be overprotective of him uh, and, you know, just trying to get him out of trouble because we'd be like, hey, we did it this way. This is stupid. Don't do it this way. Uh, but then now it's like we don't need to do that anymore. He's He's super smart. He's smarter than both of us. And he knows what he's doing in his life, and we don't need to overprotect him with him. So, and sometimes, like, he's, this guy is, like, if you ever wanted, like, handle, somebody, someone want to handle your finances, like, you should go to my little brother. Like, he's, like, super good. And we'll go up to be like, hey, so what are you doing, you know, with this and this? And he's like, oh, I'm doing this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. But, yeah, it's, uh, our, our relationship has been interesting with my parents, or with my siblings. Anything else anyone want to share in terms of, maintaining or nurturing a relationship, some challenges that they face with their siblings. I mean, just just to kind of recap on what everyone else said, and I mean, same goes with parents, like just talking to your siblings. My brother is five and a half years younger than me. So for me, sometimes it's kind of difficult to find something that, you know, we can both talk about that we'd both be interested in. But like, if I never make that effort or if he never makes that effort, then, you know, there's not going to be a relationship so it's a challenge for both of us but like we both try and like that's what matters it pays off because you know i know like when he comes to me for advice it makes me feel so good like when uh you know wahaj is saying that um you know he sees his sister like as a role model i don't know if you'd ever say that to her face but like if she ever heard this she'd probably like be so happy (laughs) so like i know if my brother ever said that about me i'd be so happy because you know as an older sibling like all you want is, you know, for your younger sibling to look up to you. It's like, yeah, it's so. never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, like they say, like, you don't appreciate something until they, until it leaves you. I appreciate my sister more now, and I talk to her about, like, uh, get advice for, more from her now, since she doesn't live with me any, and live with me anymore. I said, and, like, I look back, like, now, since we used to, we did, even though, like, she was older than me, we still used to fight. One thing, like, I just, uh, I say is, like, like if you have, like, younger, younger siblings right now, you're still living with them, just don't always fight that much. Because uh, um, especially for my parents, like, she has, like, six, she has, like, six siblings. One one lives in Germany, one lives in Australia, one lives in Dubai, one lives in Pakistan. So, like, like you'll be scattered around the world. They see each other, like, once in, like, five years now. Except for, like, the time you have, don't always be fighting. Spend some good quality time with them. And don't take that time for granted with your siblings. My mom, um, when there, the four girls, we used to butt heads a lot. My mom at one point sat us all down and she goes, you know, the way you guys are acting as siblings is ridiculous. She goes, I'm the only sister. She's out of nine. So she goes, so she's got seven sisters and two brothers. She goes, I'm the only one in the United States of America. Everybody else lives in Africa. And she goes, do you know how much I would love for them to be around me. And then you guys are right here next to each other. And you guys are always fighting. Like she goes, you're, this is, these are your siblings. Like you got, this is who's going to hold you through life. You're always going to have them. Y'all need to work on this. Y'all need to be friends. And she even told us later on in life, she goes, as much time as you spend trying to fix relationships and having a good relationship with your friends, you need to be doing that exact same thing with your sisters and your siblings. She's like, you know, you spend so much time worried about your friends, but you won't even give that same time to your family. So she was like, sometimes she puts like a hold on the house. Like none of us are allowed to go out. Like we have to have like a game night or a movie night or something where we're just hanging out with each other because it's important. Yeah, definitely. So it's, uh, I think we're almost done here. 
So, you know, let's bring it back to kind of talking about the family overall. Combining that relationship with your siblings and your parents is what makes for a healthy family, you know. And if this is not something that you uh, have developed over time, it starts with just talking. Just just simple talking about random things with your family, with your siblings. Uh, Just getting the family comfortable with talking to each other is the perfect first step for you to building that relationship. And an Islam family is one of the most important things that, uh, you know, is talked about. Having that relationship because, yeah, like Hafsa was saying, we have, you know, friends, friends come and go, you know. You, you'll you make friends that you'll know for a very long time. You'll make new friends that are amazing. And you'll have friends that will go away. But, you know, family's there forever. No matter what you do, the, those blood ties will be there forever. So if you have, if you haven't, spent time with them and you haven't built that relationship it's only going to hurt you uh you know later on in life when you actually need them and they're nowhere to be found because you never spent that time with them cool does anyone have any other um closing remarks all right i guess we're done so yeah thank you guys for listening i hope it was beneficial for you guys i know i learned a few things about you know how Wahaj's embarrassing moments are with his family uh, <laughs> right low key though low key <laughs> And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum.